Postman, postman, come here. Tell the neighborhood. What a shanda, Larry. Larry David. All right, Av, there's so much Nazi talk this week that we decided for the postman, two Jews wasn't enough. We needed a third. We certainly did. The postman is here to tell the neighborhood that there's a doctor in the house. We are so pleased to be joined by Dr. Amanda from the Post Show Recaps Party Down podcast. Uh, here to talk a little Party Down, some season three, episode three, and maybe some Party Down in general. Uh, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me, Chester and Av. I'm really excited to be here um, and uh, hold my own as the least Jewish Jew on this podcast today. And I, I presume that we're going to talk about my kids in Seinfeld, right? Yeah, that is what we usually cover. <laughs> Great. So, so we're told. Yeah, I'm in the right place. Yeah, and and Hitler should come up. <laughs> and by the way, Av, you said there's a doctor in the house. Uh, we should note for the record that... Uh, Inches off camera is uh is Dr. Jen as well. Oh, that's true. That's true. We could not, be not this could participating be a, though. This could be a potentially a fifty percent doctor podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, en- encourage Jen to chime in if she feels so moved. Just like point the mic in her direction. Maybe if I say something like controversial about vaccines or something, she'll get like all exercised and have to like, jump into. If the me. Nazis do- don't do it, then we can get controversial about vaccines. Yeah, I feel like that'll get her more animated than the Nazis. Yeah. Unfortunately, she has headphones in now. She's, uh, she's ah, so on she's TikTok. out. She's done. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was by my request, because otherwise we'd be hearing the background of her TikTok on this podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah that's probably not ideal podcasting. Mm, yeah. Anyway, so Amanda, yeah. So doctor, do we do, do we have to call you doctor each time? Is it just no? You time? don't. You don't. You don't. I'm a little bit self conscious that that's become my shtick that I'm doctor oh, okay. Amanda because I know I'm not I'm not the only you know doctor in the broader <laughs> podcasting world. But Akiva started calling me doctor Amanda. Oh, okay. Um, and it did warm my heart because. I'm a psychologist working in a medical setting. So a lot of times people will like introduce a male colleague and me is like, oh, look, it's Dr. White and Amanda. So it's uh-huh. like I, I take I take the uh, the honorifics where I can get them, which is mostly in the podcasting community. Well, that's where they matter most. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, why don't you just tell us quickly before we get into the you know the show? Just, you know, what's your like party down backstory? Um, were you like an OG day one or are you more like one of us, you know, kind of jumped in somewhere along the way? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I watched it like originally when it aired or if I found it on streaming. I must have found it on streaming later because I can't imagine that I was like watching stars in 2009 and 2010. Right. Like I was like a graduate student. I didn't have like every single cable channel imaginable, but I have been like a really, really huge fan of Ken Marino from uh, his original sketch comedy show, The State. Like I was uh, just a, that show aired when I was in high school and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I followed his career really closely and all of uh, the members of the state's careers really closely afterwards. So as soon as it was available on streaming, I watched Party Down because I was really, really interested 
in it. And I didn't think I had seen every episode, but then when I found out about the revival, I went and binged it all. And I realized very quickly that I had definitely seen every single episode of the show before because all of the plots were familiar to me. But um, oh, that, yeah, that must have been horrible to have to see that all again. <laughs> no, it's been great. It's yeah. been great to revisit it. And now, like ever since I've been podcasting about it. So um, Emily Fox and I on our post-show recaps Party Down podcast, we went and we, just like you recently did, we heard your recaps and we said, we can do this a lot better. So we decided to start our own uh, rewatch of, we did, we did it to lead up to, and we didn't do as good a job as you did because we sort of jammed five episodes into an episode to sort of into a podcast to kind of quickly catch up for season three, but I've just been totally like enamored with it. It was so much fun to revisit. Like I was amazed that it held up as well as it did on the rewatch. And I feel like the revival has just like come back with such a bang, like picked up exactly where it left off and is even in some ways, I think even better. So I've just been delighted. And wasn't part of your motivation specifically this week to come on uh, for the postman to yell at me because I think you were really high on this most recent episode <laughs> and I was relatively low. Yes, I was. So I was I was <laughs> I was listening to your recap. I think I listened to it right before we recorded our podcast. And I was like so excited to podcast about this episode because I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. This is the true return to form. This is so brilliant. This episode like drew so much on the history of the show and updated it and brought this fresh modern context and then i listened to mm. your podcast and you guys were like eh, it's been done before <laughs> sorry i put a damper on your enthusiasm you did you did yeah. well i was fired up and now now, now i, I, feel, I to... do feel a little bad i think i might have been doing that a little bit both for party down and also for the rehearsal i think i was a little bit relatively lower and even and curb season 11. Uh, yeah and, and, you don't like yeah, you don't and, like and new things also yeah you don't like new things they scare you you're scared of new yeah. I mean, it is weird, but like, I would rather go back and watch an old episode of Seinfeld than almost anything else. Like, mm. everybody says The Last of Us is amazing. I'm sure it's amazing. I love Pedro Pascal, but it's like, or I'd rather just watch Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I will tell you, having the opposite of experience of having first podcast about it and then listening to you and Emily break it down, that yeah. I was convinced by some of the stuff you said about how it tied oh. back and, and expanded on it. So, you know, you could feel free to share some of that because there were some things that I didn't, it didn't really occur to me at the time and that it was like a specific callback to a specific You're thing. Than us, basically. Um, well, on this one point, perhaps. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, found uh, the, we found the one thing. No, the no, one no thing. of course. No, you, uh, made, you made some good points. So if you want to like share those with people who haven't had the opportunity yet uh, to hear those. Um, well, first of all, you can, if you are really, really interested, you can listen to the podcast oh, um, by searching for Post Show Recaps Party Down in your podcatcher of choice. But I mean, I think that, like one of the things I liked about this episode, like the third episode of the season, is that this was like the the ultimate return to the format where everybody is working the party. Like we didn't have any of the, you know, characters like Lydia and Constance who are great, but like, right. you know, they weren't sort of shoe hard in horned in. It was like everyone in the bow ties, everybody working. Um, and you know, you pointed this out too that they had done the young California conservative caucus event in season. One. And at the time when I rewatched it, that episode, 
uh, a couple months ago for the recap, I was like just struck by how much our politics have changed. And if somebody was going to spoof conservatism today, it wouldn't be this like quaint stuff about, you know, um, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and family low, values. And low and free like, markets, right. Yeah. And well, like, it's, the governor. Yeah, it's, they were right. making fun of George Bush and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And now it's like, you know, Donald Trump. Right. And, now it's like, seize the, ma- and like, seize and the Richard, means of production Richard, and turn it into exactly, a Trump hat factory. Like in Richard Spencer and literal Nazis. And so it like, I felt like the show knowing that it had done an episode like that, like had the onus of kind of updating that to reflect what the current political climate was, which I thought was clever to do. And, you know, I thought, you know, again, you have the guest of honor who doesn't show up. So it's like the ultimate, you know, that was a callback to season Mm -hmm. one. Um, And it's also really interesting how like we have like Henry, who's been this avatar for like the common working man. And we see in the season one episode, how the conservative kids are all kind of like hyping him up saying, you know, don't quit. You can do it. Whereas like, you know, these conservatives are sort of seeing him as like, well, you know, not everybody is excellent, but we're going to fight for our kind. (laughs) It's like a very different message. So I thought all of that was really, she will be diminished to a lower lower station (laughs) that she is deserving Mm -hmm. of when we take over. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely interesting. I, I didn't like pick up on all of those like one to one connections. So that was, and I really like that they address that like Roman has kind of always been yes. this incel that like mm. is very like alt right men's rights kind of adjacent. Yeah. And I feel like that was more of like a less sort of refined concept in 2010 than it is now and to sort of show how the you know the different social media communities have kind of amplified that and like addressing that this character would be kind of positioned within that context I thought that was also a good thing for the show to acknowledge yeah Yeah. I mean it it is kind of scary because the, the people like Roman in 2010 maybe weren't sort of radicalized by social media and stuff to be who they are maybe not Roman in particular yet anyway, but, um, you know, in 2023. Um, and I think, I think you're right. Like we should have been, it wasn't that they were copying what they did. They were making a specific homage maybe. So I misdescribed it uh, in the episode last week. I think you're probably right because like, okay, in season one, they obviously weren't going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger show up because this wasn't an important enough show and he mm-hmm. would not come on anyways. But here they make a fake character right. could be played anyone. by an actor right. and, and they set it up that he's going to show up because it's not like, oh, they're trying to get Donald Trump or something. They just need a good looking white man. Like, yeah. That's it. And, and mm-hmm. I think, they, and so yeah, it's, they weren't copying. They were intentionally not bringing him back in. So yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. And that was maybe a, a little uh, misstep by us on the podcast or by me. I was right. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. I definitely, I, th- I would definitely, you know, have upped my thinking of this episode or not. I also watched it again um, since then. So I definitely, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm necessarily, you know, at a, you know, a full five pretties, but maybe I'm up for, I think I had three and a half, which was pretty good. It's not like I was down on this episode. Chester pretty, was the real. Pretty, nah, I gave pretty. two and a half. Yeah. Well, Chester was the real one. offender here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And this, yeah. and when. When Ron drops the tray, when he walks into yeah. the wall and drops the tray, is like the funniest thing <laughs> I've seen on television in in a good in a good while. That was that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ken Marino, he mm-hmm. uh, has an appearance on another television show. Have you guys seen History of the World Part Two? 
I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen okay. it yet. I don't yeah. actually don't think I've ever even seen History of the World Part One. If I'm going to be completely honest. Oh, look! Like, shocked, uh, shocked yeah. look of surprise on. I think that's face, a, yeah. just like one of those gaps in my uh, mm-hmm. movie history. It's like not necessarily what I'm going to go back to. It. Have, you seen, have you seen like the other Mel Brooks stuff or some? Some I saw okay. Young Frankenstein at some point. I Stein. saw Stein. Frankenstein. <laughs> whatever. He's not, I, he's not a local Jew. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean the original Frankenstein. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, I um, know. I'm very interested in seeing History of the World Part Two. Like, it seems like a really incredible, fun cast. And I didn't know yeah. that Ken Marino was in it until you mm. mentioned it. Well, I won't say who he is, or but he uh, he mm. has he has a role. Oh, and, so you've been enjoying it? Uh, so I saw the whole thing. Oh, I would okay. definitely recommend. Well, first of all, you need to go see History of the World Part One. I just feel like for educational re- reasons, for like references to it, and, like other comedy stuff, like it's worth seeing. It's what yeah. is it, an hour and a half? Yeah, you might take my status as least Jewish person on this podcast <laughs> yeah, for not for having sure. uh, I'll take, the World Part One. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Um, but um, yeah, it's and and so honestly, it's sketch comedy, so it's hit or miss, and also it's sketch mm-hmm. comedy that's a little bit dated for sure. And so you know, I'm sure it's very hit or miss in that respect. But it's still like an all time classic. And so this is also sketch comedy. It's the same thing. I would say it's more Nick Kroll humor. Um, if anything, than Mel Brooks. I mean, Mel Brooks is obviously inspired and is mm-hmm. in the narrator, but it's really heavy Nick Kroll. I don't know if you guys are, are Kroll show fans or, or any of his other shows. I've seen a little bit of Kroll show. Um, okay. Yeah. Not me. I liked him in the league. That's all I really know him from. Oh, wow. Oh, and I like what's it called? The cartoon show. Big, big mouth. Yeah. For for some number of seasons, I liked it. I'm kind of over it. It's interesting you say that because I actually stopped in the most recent season also and I loved it. But I, I think it, do you do you watch uh, Big Mouth Amanda? I ne- I haven't watched it now. Uh, okay, so it's it's a it's an animated show, mm-hmm. a sitcom on Netflix with Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and Jesse Klein, um, and they're sort of describing it, it's 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 almost like Superbad, except what is interesting about it is Superbad was like, and it was it was Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen like their real lives, but it's just like their two perspectives, and this show does a much better job of showing perspectives of a much more diverse first of all there's there's boys and girls and then they go beyond boys and girls and like you know there's there's many more uh people represented which is interesting because to me super bad is like oh this is what i was when i was 13 um it's completely accurate and then big mouth is the same thing we're like oh and look these are all the other people who i was too like you know lacking self-awareness or lacking awareness of others at 13 um but unfortunately after four seasons it's kind of the same thing over and over mm-hmm. so yeah. But anyway, I, would I mean, you ha- you didn't really say what the show is about, which is about it's about like going through puberty specifically. Like, yeah. that's like the age of the kids uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, being, being in seventh grade and yeah, all the emotional and physical changes you're going through. And very cringe. Yeah. Yes. Very cringe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fairly gross at times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what's what's the order? Kroll show, uh, Big Mouth and History of the World Part Two. Yeah, but, that would that would be the correct order. That's the correct order. OK, yeah, if, if you're trying to get. Um, although if you're just trying to get like there's no there's no I don't know if there's a spoiler lot spoiler or not there's no John Mulaney at all in History of the World Part Two which is disappointing because mm-hmm. almost every comedic actor you can think of is 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 in the show yeah and Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are best friends who have done so many things together they, they did Oh Hello on Broadway which uh, I yeah saw. I've seen I've see seen that? Oh Hello not I didn't see it live but I oh, saw okay. the Netflix I, which it, oh, okay which is the yeah. same thing yeah yeah, yeah. um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the cast and it's it's one of those fun shows. Also, Av, I would say you should watch it because it's almost it's a good show to podcast, maybe even because which one? 
Whole part two. Oh, history world part two. Oh, oh somebody said somebody said that in the chat, but then they were like, "Oh, but we already missed the timing of it." Yeah, no, you'd have to do it right now. Yeah, but um, be- because of the fact it's sketches, so it's easy to talk about in that respect. There's a ton of guest stars in every episode, like some mm-hmm. shockingly like people, who, and then a lot everybody would predict. Yeah, yeah. Episode. I looked at the ca- yeah. You either have to podcast about it right now or in ten years. <laughs> Your option. Yeah. All right, so we'll do it in ten years. Fine. <laughs> yeah, although, done. although I mean, there's talk about another season already, but. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe next year we'll do the yeah. whatever. I mean, I, I was saying maybe, maybe you and Manic could do it. I, even though I'm the biggest advocate of it here, I actually don't really want to do that. <laughs> all right, we'll be in touch. Yeah. We'll find a way to divide all. I, I'm of happy to be the matchmaker here. Let's uh-huh. will it into it existence. Yeah, you know, if you um, if if you successfully set up three uh match podcast matches, mm. your podcast lasts forever. Yeah. Wow. Is that how it goes? You go yeah. to po- podcasting heaven. Podcast heaven. Yes, exactly. What is podcasting heaven like? <laughs> There's no ads. There's no ads. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else is pod. Everything That's is two question. and a half x. No, I would say <laughs> the music is automatically slowed. Okay, that's good. Oh, that's that- a good feature. That yeah. would be a good feature if there was like an AI that could detect that it's music and slow it down. Yes, except for hip hop, which is even better at two x. So, there are songs that are very good at yeah. the high speeds. Um, there's, I saw- there's no ums. There's no uhs. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. RRR this week. Oh yeah. Oh, well, is that, are pod- we are, are we allowed to spoil it on? Uh, on oh, this I don't podcast? know the order of the podcast release, so that's <laughs> well, a good question. All right, well, well you're I'll in control of at least one of them, I believe. I saw RRR on 1.5x, just 1.5. Oh, not okay, two. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Already, this is all with the humongous asterisk. No, I'm describing it, uh-huh. and 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 um and and Zach Brooks, who I think may be appearing shortly in this podcast in the Postman, if we ever get to the Postman, man. Yeah. Um, Zach Brooks said RRR is already on cocaine. <laughs> so one point right. is right. But Correct. I told him. I said like the dancing was like so insane. I thought their feet were physically. <laughs> yeah. So it made it better. So so it made it better. Um, and then they're also going to want X. I saw I, I saw them. Oh, did you guys watch the Oscars? Yeah, if, if I'm changing. The I didn't. Again. I just followed it on Twitter. Uh, I watched the Oscars you, and followed it on Twitter. Yes. Okay. So the um the dance was not perf- like I don't know the the two lead dancers. Right. On the Oscars last night, we're not the two actors right. from the movie. It was random people. Yeah, I mean, they might be random profes- people. No, they're <laughs> professional dancers and they're right. very good dancers. No, but they but they wasn't the people from the movie mm-hmm. who were also very good dancers. Unless those are doubled, uh, was that CGI? I don't know. I thought it was them. Well, it might have been stunt doubles in the sh- in the movie. I don't have uh, no idea. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. They can't also uh, not to make any accusations. I literally have no idea. I just so know that guys, stunt doubles is a thing. It that might exists. be the Fred Astaire of of Tollywood for all. So you guys podcasted about RRR. Um, we, well, so on last week's episode of 32 fans, I did mm-hmm. uh, a movie episode on the ah, movies, okay. um, that ended in a tie in our brackets between RR and the menu, only one of which Alex had seen. So Alex was tasked with having to go see RRR and It'd then the tie breaking vote reveal the verdict. Oh, on the next episode okay. Okay. But yeah, no spoilers I'm going to keep it on opposite ends. So interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I uh I I can't reveal re- reveal it here. I have to reveal that's it. Fine. Well. That's fine. That's fine. That's a podcast. <laughs> Podcaster confidentiality. We understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all professionals here. Yeah, I mean, it's just if I tell you guys, I have to remember edit it out because well, actually, I don't think Akiva cares. RRR wins. Oh, very cool. <laughs> I actually thought I I expected that would happen. RRR is an awesome movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll talk more about it with Akiva on the podcast. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Um. Spoiler alert. All right, we'll put that. We'll put. We'll yeah. put that. I'll put that in the title. Spoiler all the alert same for thirty-two people listen, All these podcasts. It's, it's are all the same group of people. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a lot fewer people listening to this one. Yeah, yeah, but a bit overlap. <laughs> yeah, there, there, uh, there, there's not a ton of listeners here for whom this is their first exposure to Doctor Amanda or to you or to me. 
So, well, I would hope it's not their first exposure to you and to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is our podcast. I bet. Yeah. I bet there's people who don't know who I am that listen to you. I've yeah, never yeah, been. Sure. I've never. Yeah. yeah. Let, let right into the next postman. Maybe Tell I'll come us, back if, you, the- if there's enough people right back with questions for me. Right in if you back. want to hear from Amanda or you yeah. want to hear her. Questions for Dr. Amanda. Any topic? Sure. Any topic. I'm, I might topic. not answer it, but you can ask oh. me about any topic. Okay. <laughs> AMA Dia. Um what 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 were your what's your Nick Offerman point of view? You're a big Nick Offerman oh, fan. Oh, I mean Nick. Who who isn't Nick Offerman is amazing. I thought he was so funny in this episode. Um, and I don't know. Is it like I this? Okay, this is something that came, that came up. Well, I want to say Nick Offerman's been having an incredible couple of years. Um, yeah. I just recently watched Devs, which I was a yes. little bit like middle of the road on, but I thought he was great in it. Um, I watched the resort on Peacock, which he was fantastic in. He's in that episode of Last of Us, which I think is the best episode of Last of Us. So he's just having an incredible year and showing like such breadth and range. And he's still incredibly funny. And in addition to being able to have these these great uh, dramatic performances. And I thought he was so, so, so funny here. Like some of the lines that he has describing the food just like are the funniest lines I've heard in a come in a while like what does he say tumbling pell-mell like <laughs> falling from a great height into a fjord it's really really incredible so say what you will about national so- socialism but at least they appreciate the gastronomical arts mm-hmm. yeah so it's interesting as you were, you were just listing out some of the stuff he's been in over the last few years and mm-hmm. it like occurs to me so i i don't recall exactly his deal in devs i know he was like the scientist like billionaire or whatever yeah he was like the um, taxi and I, and I never saw the resort but like it's interesting that like he's kind of on this trajectory of like increasingly deranged right-wing politics where like mm. he started out as like um you know ron swanson the libertarian like, the libertarian yeah. but like super well-meaning and just like very hyper rational and like he's now like progressed i don't remember and devs i guess he was probably just more of like a traditional like you know good for rich people type uh yeah i mean Republican. i think i think i don't know i don't know if he would have been like Republican, he would have been one of these like Silicon Valley types who right. probably okay. like, defines themselves as like being All right. socially liberal. And he was yeah. just, and he yeah. was so just we could toss that one out, I guess. Deranged, from my but theory. um, I mean, no, but that- I think, but I think it does match with what Amanda was saying before yeah. about like the the uh, about the from the 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 California conservatives in 2009 to here, like Ron Swanson, when Parks and Rec comes out around the same time, 2009, 2010, and he's sort of yeah, he's the small town sort of Republican, libertarian, whatever. Um, and now he's, you know, it's 2023 and it's Trump world. So, right. But then also in the last of us, he was one of these like, um, like prep oh, guys, yes, right? like, like a, orders, a, survi- a survivor, a survivalist, bliss, yeah. prep, prepper, like doomsday prepper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so that was like 2015. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, we're in like 2022 and it's like, it's Nazis. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting political landscape. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that it really struck me when we were rewatching Party Down, like how some, uh, you know, even their attempts to like tackle race in the first two seasons or these other issues, how, you know, it's just a time capsule of that moment. And this I'm sure is very much a time capsule of the, of the moment as well. Like, I don't know if you saw any of the slides in the presentation at this like P. 
one to a symposium, but there was the one no. um, that was, I, I, I paused and like wrote down exactly what was on the, oh yeah. So one of the talks was called disordered male types. Twinks was like the slide yeah. heading. And then it had like bullet points, like glamorizes pedophilia, steals the spotlight from women, weakness as a strength leads to veganism. Like these were like the PowerPoint slides. Um, I mean, it just, it's, it's, it, I, I'm, it's like a very weird time. And it's like interesting to see how the same comedy like tackles these issues in two different decades. Yeah. I want to see what else the writers throw out there is like possible lines to put on those PowerPoint slides. <laughs> I think I saw, I think I saw, oh, I saw the guy on Twitter who was giving that presentation. Like he tweeted that it was oh, like really? really fun to be. And he said that he was like throwing out these improvs like and that and the one of them got cut that got cut was him screaming like uh, I, i'm a masculinist not a feminist <laughs> being a masculinist yeah. is so great is that a thing that is that a thing i'm men obviously right say? i'm sure i mean i don't know is that a specific thing yeah. no but it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a belief yeah no but the term sort. yeah yeah i don't know um, I know it's, I, I like to stay away from those parts of the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, this episode did very much just like feel like being on Twitter for a day with kind of just like mm -hmm, the back and mm -hmm, forth mm -hmm. and like specifically the, the time where like Lucy talks about like being embarrassed by her, like her allies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, like, oh don't... no, don't say that. Yeah. No, <laughs> like you'll see like a terrible offensive tweet and then people are coming at it in the comments. And then one of the commenters will say something like really, really stupid. It's like, well now it's that like makes it look like the opposition is really dumb, but yeah. I definitely felt that in my bones when she was complaining about that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Although it is, you... it is a little, a little bit of a liberal fantasy how everybody here ends up being like the bad guys, right? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's actually so. I did see because because after you were like a little bit lower on the episode, and like because I, I, I'm telling you, like I was like deliriously high on this episode. <laughs> I think it's partially because I said this on my podcast. Like, I watched this episode, um, and then I had to drive back and forth to DC for work in the same day. So I was like in the car a lot and I was just mm -hmm. like ruminating on this episode. I like was like writing like podcast notes in my head and I was like getting really, really hyped on how good it was. And then I heard you guys were a little sort of down on it. So I started reading reviews and I found the AV club and um, their review was, maybe I can look it up so I can actually credit the author while I disagree with them. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't even, re I didn't realize they're like real critics. Sorry. Not yeah. So this was, this was uh, <laughs> covering the show. I guess it's a big deal, right? No, we're the real entertainment journalists covering the yeah. show. Ob. Don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Um, so J Jenna Shearer um, in her review, like she gave this a B minus. And she criticized that this made the Nazis look too reasonable because like, uh, I guess the Dermot character was, you know, like was nice to Lucy and ultimately paid the bill or whatever. And I, and, and but, I just but like, do you, if you want to paint them as villains, that's not real life. And then you lose because people expect that. And then if they see somebody who's not a raging asshole, hundred percent of the time, they're like, Oh, what else am I being like? Not told that's not fair about these people. And it sucks. I think, exactly. I mean, and, and, and yeah. I just think that like, we should all be mature enough to know that like, 
like the just knowing that he's a Nazi makes him <laughs> not bad. Like yeah. I think I think that like they did, you know, it's like he's he's a Nazi. Like I think I don't think that we have I, I don't think like that we I think that's enough signaling that we disagree with him. <laughs> you know to be even, on his side. Like even Nazis might like leave a good tip sometimes. Yeah. And that doesn't like redeem them. Right now it's for... like we have to balance. Like, well, on the one hand, right? It's <laughs> like Amanda, you're the type of person that just likes to judge somebody by like their worst the thing. Their worst right? day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the time that you peed in a in a yeah. cup and spilled it on a little girl at a Dodgers game of. Yeah, listen, we don't always have our best day, our best podcast. Like, you know, you got to judge people not by their worst day, not by their like, okay, so he committed a genocide here, a thing there. You know, we all have our things. And like, you know, as as Henry tells us in this episode, like, you need to show the humanity in people. Um, in all seriousness, no, like, only he is a Nazi, actually. And it's like, Stuart's not a Nazi. He's just like a pain in well, the ass. Well, it's also mean, Amanda. Like, did what did you think of my take that I thought they were intentionally referencing Ben Shapiro? So I agree. <laughs> or Ben with Shapiro you. types. I I agreed with you, and then somebody on Twitter mentioned Richard Spencer, and that like feels like maybe the closer one to one. Although Richard Spencer was like literally, yeah, he's a like Nazi, explicitly Nazi, explicitly though. a Nazi, yeah. but he does look more like the Callum word. Like he, like I don't yeah. know when he first rose to Providence. I think he was like in his mid. He was in his mid twenties, and he was like kind of the more he was like the Nazi that you could take home to your parents. Like he was like the sort of. I mean, the three of us couldn't, but some people no, could. No, yeah. no, but he was like supposed to be this kind of acceptable version mm. of yeah. Nazism. But then, I mean, so I think that yeah, he's this Stewart character was not explicitly a Nazi, but nothing in this symposium. I mean, this I think that the banner for the symposium says something about Western supremacy. I mean, it's really hard to to like to dress some of this up as being subtle, like at the vet, like the very most generous, it's Nazi adjacent. Right? Yeah. Uh, like uh, do you want to talk about uh, one of your former law school professors who's in the news again? Oh, um, is that Amy Wax? I never had her as a professor. Oh, OK, yeah. but you're familiar with her. I'm familiar with her being someone who is often described to me as not a nice person, and from what I can tell, is kind of racist from the new, from the news. But uh, I guess I don't want to defame. Yeah. Somebody without okay. So, the facts. Did, so did did both of you go to Penn? Well, I went to Penn undergrad. Okay. Uh, he went, went to the Penn undergrad. I went to the law school. Yeah, okay. not at the same time. Okay. But um, um no, what she said, um, what she most recently said, uh, just so we're accurate here, mm -hmm. um, she she wrote, "quote The United States is better off with fewer Asians." End quote. Uh, Asians, are nice thing to say. Yeah. Asians are ungrateful to the advantages of living in the United States, and they vote disproportionately oh for the, quote, pernicious Democratic Party, which she calls, quote, mystifying because the Democratic Party, quote, demands. All right. Oh, okay. Fine. Okay. She sucks. Okay. No, Why are we talking about this I know, I, I, No, I remember her in 2017. Like, she said yeah, yeah. something about inner inner city blacks, like, like yeah. that all cultures aren't equal and that there are these certain degenerate cultures. All right. Yeah, not great stuff. Oh, I, I stand by my general description from the from earlier. Not ideal. Um, so maybe she could come to the to the P one two a second uh, annual you know summit. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. You should. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a second annual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. Greatest success. If Dermot has anything to do with it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I say this on the podcast last week? I went I went to this um first annual dinner once that was like way over the top, and and. It, they announced themselves as the first annual dinner. And I sort of said, I said to Jen at the time, I'm like, 
I just don't think you should say that at the first one. You wait for a second one to say that. Like, it's a little bit overconfidence. And it was such an over, like, usually you have like one honoree or two honorees or three honorees or like one celebrity's like performance. They had like 15 of everything. It's like anybody that they could ever get, they wrote, they cashed in all their checks on day one. The event was five hours long. It was complete chaos. Everybody just started walking out um, and there wasn't a second edge. <laughs> so it was similar to this oh, episode. Of course. Minus, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, maybe if there's a season four party down, there will be a second annual. They'll bring and they'll bring these guys yeah, back. You, and we'll, you see, don't wanna, we'll see what yeah. the Nazis are up I mean, to in 2025. You don't want to count your summits not. before they hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ho hopefully that's like, oh, why would we do an episode about Nazis? That's like so like 2023. Yeah. So like, 2022. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And not oh, the Nazis now like are back. You know, have seized yeah. the, the power. again. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe we won't be allowed to do an episode like that. So how is <laughs> yeah. how is Amy Wax still at Penn? <laughs> Like so, how? Um, I assume because she has tenure. She has tenure, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just like you're allowed to, you know, say your opinion about anything if you have tenure, which I think is. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't, we don't need to get into this. I don't know. <laughs> but but even leave leave let let us assume that that those are the rules and that that there's nothing you can say to lose that. Let's stipulate that. You can also say, okay, but we're not going to allow you to like be in a position of judging students who, and so you cannot. Yeah, I guess that's anymore. that's her. That's her really different. Stay away. Yes. You know, go, go do your podcast yeah, they, with with uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, but you can't uh, teach our students. Yeah, I don't know. I they I don't do know how to they do find issues, ways. Yes. They do find ways to fire people with tenure. I'll just say, They've yeah, done it before. Yeah, yeah. If, I if, guess it, it, just I, being for a Nazi extreme, is not yeah, enough. For some, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah, I must say, I, I don't know all the facts and uh, what the school policy. Uh, who the hell knows? I don't know. I don't yeah. know how these things work. Um, I mean, seems very bad. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there, there's certainly pressure from the right against, uh, you know, some tenured faculty members at university sometimes for stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, my general position is I understand if the argument is that that the tenure is an inviolable thing. I don't know why it is, but if those are the rules of academia, but even so, there's no reason to be in a position to teach. So, but yes. Anyway. Um, even but she I, is not about the policy. Yes. But, but I assume others at Penn Law are fine people. So <laughs> there are others. <laughs> there are others. There's many fine professors uh, yes. on all sides of the debate. It's like um, a, it's like an open marketplace of ideas, right? It Ab? is an open like, marketplace. Well, it should be an open marketplace. Yes. Ideas. It's a law school. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of a law school. <laughs> <laughs> Why even have a law school if you yeah. can't talk about stuff? Lots and of you alignment. You want to be my law school professor. No, lots yeah. of alignment I don't, between I don't. you it seems and, like a... and the P12A summit yeah, attendees. So, I guess so. I guess so. I guess uh, listen. I say so, that no, sometimes you're embarrassed, but you know, I was embarrassed by these particular Nazis. Um, sometimes I find myself more on the Nazi side. Um, my uh, my daughter came home from school this weekend, and apparently she has now reached the age at this particular day school where they start teaching them for the first time about World War II and the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And she so she's like reading. Well, like, I have oh, a podcast for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she's reading this book, Number of the Stars, which actually I would think I recall was the first like Holocaust book that I read when I was like around her age. So it's interesting that they're still using the same book, but okay. Um, and she's like, Daddy, like in school this week, I learned about the Holocaust and like I learned about that Hitler guy you're always talking about. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Is she, <laughs> uh, Did, is she, she says, one of the people who leaves a comment on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, she might be. She might be. And she's like, did you know that he tried to kill all the Jews? And I'm like, I did actually know that. How old is your daughter so, now? So apparently she is uh, nine turning 10. 
Okay. Okay. Just, just out of curiosity, what yeah, other she's things? A bit precocious. What other things about Hitler have you been talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you, was, you just like he comes up with a podcast, he yeah. comes up in my other yeah. conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he talked about uh, you know high civic engagement, universal mm. health care. Mm. Uh, what These was <laughs> Yes. Hitler's Germany sounds Hitler's fantastic, Germany. and they yeah. had no Jews. Yeah. Best of all. <laughs> They created all the realm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it time for the postman, perhaps? <laughs> oh, did we not do the postman already at the top? No, we let, let's do it. Um, uh, yeah. I don't no, think we, we've we read did, any post, we, uh, post letters. We didn't read any postman, but did we do the postman clip? Are we doing it now again? No, yeah, this, again. this is all again. within this is all within the postman oeuvre. <laughs> in some respect or another. Is that how you pronounce that word? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Jim Crumley, he says, Pito was another solid episode. Nick Offerman was great as a right-wing foodie. Um, the foodie component was very good. He Because that also was just like perfect um, Ron Swanson, right? It's just really like good. a different really class. <laughs> yes. It's so funny how he's like so on type, but yet diverse, kind of as you said before. But like he's still always Ron Swanson like inside. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, he's oh, look- great. He's like, he's like, He's like giddy, but um, also he like he gets parks and rec. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It was very good. I I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> yeah, the giggles. It's great. Um, he says between Parks and Rec, The Last of Us, and this, he may be at risk of being typecast. Um, kind of along the lines <laughs> of what we were saying before. It is too bad that they didn't do a little more with Offerman. It would have been fun if he had a decent chance at an Emmy nomination for Best Actor in a Drama, The Last of Us Episode 3, and this Episode 3. Mm. Um, I would say it was, I guess, I don't know, they obviously deliberately did not do this, but it was interesting to me that they didn't just like throw Lydia in there just for fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both Lydia and Adam Scott, you know, like our two, like, you know, obviously Meg Mullally, his wife, and then also Adam Scott, his longtime co-star on Parks and Rec. They really didn't, draw on any of that like I don't think he ha- he didn't have a single scene with Henry um so yeah I mean it was a choice not to do that I I I assume um and there might have been some missed opportunity there like he was so perfect in this particular role and like you didn't need Lydia to be there like that might have felt shoehorned um so for this role, it probably didn't make sense for him to interact much with those characters. But yeah, like when you they hear that Nick Offerman is going to be in Party Down, you definitely think like, will he be with Meg Mullally? Will he be with Adam Scott? Right. And yeah, and we even have specifically like he comes in like immediately after Adam Scott gives his like big performance yeah. to win the money. And then it's like Ron immediately walks in like like they, you could have just had him be there if you like and had play off each other. But I guess they just like specifically wanted it to not be that way Which, about, know, uh, about that scene where adam scott comes in and does like where henry does his like his big acting performance mm-hmm. at the end of it when he breaks and like lets on that it was um put on he says you know in in his little speech he says i'm 40 that he's 47 and he's losing his car and all of this and then he when he mm-hmm. breaks character he says i'm 42 by the way <laughs> Right. I think Adam Scott is older than both of those ages. Um, oh, really? Not, yes. I think he. I think he's like forty nine. Mm, well, he still got those boyish good looks, so he's doing just he, fine. I he think he does. He does. He. Yeah. He's forty nine years old. So. Well, good for look him. Look at him throwing in. I'm forty two, by the way. Yeah. I will. I will say though, it, it's it almost does seem like a missed opportunity because like Megan Megan Mullally obviously 
and Nick Offerman have like great like chemistry. Like they've been in a bunch of shows together. Didn't they have a podcast called In Bed where they're like lovers and like like romantic and erotic and stuff? And we've seen Lydia is so like desperately thirsty and like settle for any man. Right. Lydia sleeping with a Nazi would have been. She's a cougar on the prowl. Yeah. Exactly. Like she was willing to settle for like that that loser hosting the the failed orgy. (laughs) Right. The orgy. Yes. And so I, I would have loved to see her like desperately thirsty for uh for a nazi know, yes but he's a nazi <laughs> but he's so handsome you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's so sophisticated yeah. yeah and he makes some good points about the jews yeah, yeah. what's the, what's the, in the season two episode where like i always think it's like the the sci-fi author like it's a movie yeah. deal and complains that there's a bunch of philistines at the mm-hmm. party and then she says and jews yeah <laughs> <laughs> and jews um uh, let's see where are we um jim crumley there we go the henry evie plot oh keep my screen is fritzing that's weird Mm. okay um the henry evie plot was good and i know that they need jennifer gardner but i hope that they find a way to give some better storylines to others roman in particular could use something more to do i completely agree with that uh Mm -hmm. three out of five pretties he says his come with guy is Henry while attempting to give it to Dermot for being a kind-hearted fascist. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Henry lent Kyle his Shakespeare book, got Evie, made out with her in front of some teenagers, and had good enough acting chops to get Dermot to pay for the catering. Surely he's going to be he's going to need to be knocked down a peg or two soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda, who is your come with guy for this episode? Ooh, um, I think that well, let's see who's the come with guy for this episode. Um, I think that. Like, who does the most? I think Henry has to be the come with guy to this. Like, he's the one who ends up like his performance gets him paid. He convinces the student to come back to acting. Um, You know, like it's a good episode for him and his relationship. I think I think that he wins the day. I do agree with that comment, though, that there's been I feel like the characters have been like a little bit less even in season three than they were in seasons one and two where like every core character would get like a solid like storyline thing to do in every episode and I think it was the last episode like Roman barely had a line at the surprise party like he really had nothing to do and he's been and he was a little bit underserved here he had a little more to do like playing off of Saxon but not really very much. Um, I thought Kyle was very funny in this episode, like, and bringing back his whole, like, Kyle is now like a Nazi thing. Um, I think it's really like, it's, it's really like taking something from the season two finale and, um, and it's been paying dividends so far. Um, but yeah, like, cause I know this, cause when I take notes on the episode, I like, I organize them by character and I used to always have like a paragraph <laughs> under, under each character. And like, now I'll like be that. taking notes and I'll have like nothing for Roman or nothing, right. you know. So it's definitely he gets like been, a line. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. been less even. Um, and I get it because they've kind of expanded and added some other characters, and it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I would like to see it kind of more rounded out. Uh, with the now that we kind of have settled into the party a week, everybody's on staff format. Like I hope they can return to that even treatment. There's yeah, no. So- yeah, and there's no well, time limit on the episodes, right? Like this is streaming; it's Hulu. They so they could add characters, right. but also no, well, isn't isn't? I think it stars actually. 
Okay, but stars can do the same stars. thing also. Can't yeah, they, they like, can do whatever anybody, they want. Does anybody care yeah, anymore? Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, not. one of I've made a few times comparisons to like when Arrested Development came back for season four on Netflix right. many years later. But like one of the reasons I think that that show really disappointed a lot of fans is because they didn't have they didn't have all the actors together. And so they were sort of like yeah. doing them separately in separate right. episodes. That's not an issue here. Like we do have, I mean, obviously we have one major member of the cast gone altogether, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through uh, three episodes anyway, so far. Um, but we have everyone else together. And so, yeah, to not give like Roman, for yeah. example, those opportunities is a little disappointing. Yeah. Roman, there's also, no excuse. Yeah. I know like Lydia, like I know that Meg Mullally had to fly yeah. back and forth because she was filming something. And then I also think that like Jane Lynch, like had COVID for part of the shoot. And that's one of the reasons that she zooms in, that's why in, she's episode, in episode two. <laughs> um, so, at, yeah. And like, I, I think that they have, even though they could probably push beyond 30 minutes, they have kept it, I think, in the first yeah. three episodes to 30 minutes, which I I do really like because like I love I love a 30 minute show yeah. like there's so Com- many comedy like, should not be more than 30 minutes even though I just said it should but. yeah well as someone who ha- who basically transcribes every episode of the show yeah once a week I'm very happy for it not to go beyond 30 minutes um I forgot what I was gonna say um anyway oh specifically on Roman so to, uh to your point what I think has probably happened here is that as they've elevated Kyle and made him more in the main storyline that's that's come at Roman's expense because typically we would, we would see yeah. a lot of like a main storyline involving Ron and and Adam Scott and Lizzie Kaplan and then like Roman and Kyle would have like some right. rivalry in the background and, and, and Sa- like now and, that's gone yeah Saxon is like getting into that dynamic too like this week it was like really right. Saxon and Roman were bouncing off of each other like you know about like well your followers are incels and nazis and like your (laughs) videos are stupid so i mean they kind of had a little bit more of that dynamic so yeah it's like a different rhythm and then also like not having like the love interest plot line with henry and casey as a separate thing like it just feels like it needs to get into that groove of finding how all the characters mix together and have um you know good stories each episode what what's your opinion on my prediction that yeah. I that I think that uh, for the the final episode of the season? Oh, that Lizzie well, Kaplan's going to yeah, come that back. We will have the uh, glorious return of Casey. Yeah. So I ha- when I hadn't so when I you know read everything about the the show coming back and that Lizzie wasn't involved, I hadn't like considered at all that it was a possibility. And then as you've said it a couple times, I've started to like get it in my head because everything you read about her involvement like suggests that she really really wanted to be involved the timing was just off she couldn't do it um but like you know she could show up for one episode right that's not like if she really wanted to do it so much they could bring her back for one episode so it has gotten in my head and I've started to convince myself that she could come back I mean, it would be really interesting because they're really selling uh, the Jennifer Garner, um, Henry, you know, the Henry Evie relationship. So, like, what would that do if um, Lizzie Kaplan shows up, if Casey shows up? But that would be kind of per- perfect because I do think that Henry, like, ultimately, um, like, is his own worst enemy and undermines his own happiness all the time. So I could see it being kind of a perfect plot line for him to be in this great relationship with this great woman and everything is going wonderful. And then, like, his ex shows up and he's going to, like, screw it all up. You know, that mm. would be, that would be a, I think, a strong way to go into season four if they do want to integrate 
Casey back into season four. So, um, and she's she's supposedly dating one of her co-stars on SNL, right? They said that in episode or yeah, or a movie or something. But like it was it was a co-star of hers in something. Maybe it's a little like uh like closer where the couples swap. And, uh, yeah, and she, and she yeah, could I'm totally do sure it. That's it's, where it's going to be. It's going to write in a closer direction. Yeah. yeah, especially since I I argue we'll get one scene, which for sure she can do. Like she could even do that, like on a Zoom call or something. Like mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think they're. I think it's going to end on exactly how we're saying that. Like things are looking good with between Henry and Evie, and then all of a sudden Casey like randomly re-enters the picture, and like that season four. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, Henry is kind of the. We're worst obviously that talking way, out of our right? ass. Like. I mean, I like we like I, I'm convinced that like Henry is like the real villain of Party Down. <laughs> no, I love I, I love Henry. That's interesting. He's great. This I want to hear. No, and I go and like I go along with it because he's like so charming and funny. But like he's he's always feeling sorry for himself. Like he's this big loser, and it's like just like get a better attitude, dude. Like you're you're 42 or 47. I don't know how old you are, but you're stealing painkillers at your catering job. It's like. <laughs> You know, it's like take like maybe those co- young conservatives were right about Henry. <laughs> Am I alone here? Do I no, I point? agree with you. I, yeah. I think Henry's. Oh, I, well, yeah, I, I've called him the fucking yeah, asshole he, repeatedly. In episodes. Yeah, you have called him the fucking asshole a lot. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's possible they just don't really want to go in that direction at all with you know the Henry and Casey will they or won't they again, but. Yeah, it's kind of been core to the show since the inception. So, it's Bob, you sound pretty confident of, uh, in a season four coming. Well, I think it's just um, it's it's I think very been very well received. Um, I know that it sounds like they're very much pushing for a season four, so I think there's a good chance they'll get it. Yeah, I, I mean, think it has a core audience. Critically, the reception like doesn't seem like it could have been warmer. Like so far, yeah. everything I've read about it has been exceedingly positive reviews. Like, do you, do you, either of you have a good sense of how it's doing or whether it's like driven stars subscriptions or what the viewership is? It's like, I'm, I always have a really hard time finding that unless like, like, like HBO is like really keen at being like last of us, like biggest right. stream, like all oh, whatever, but you, it's hear like, unless... a, you hear a lot when things are good. Exactly. Yeah. But if like, if it's not out there, like I haven't been, I have a, a lot of, so it's been, it. it's been the front face of a lot of ads Yeah, for Hulu also, which, um, which I guess is good because it has a bunch of big stars, but anecdotally outside of like my little podcasting world, um, like everybody I mentioned the show to has no idea what I'm talking about. And so yeah, I'm just afraid. Agreed. I'm just afraid that like all these actors have too many commitments and all the everybody involved in the show have too many commitments in other directions, the same as this time. And it's hard to get them all together, especially when the numbers are not going to be there. And so it's mm-hmm. really just like it's like uh, it's almost like getting together with your friends to do something fun together, which is great. But it's hard to get all the friends together at the same time. You know, it's hard to coordinate that. So right. which is why it took so long um, the first time. I guess um, I could tell you that our numbers for the, our Party Down podcast are far lower than for Curb, which is not exactly mm-hmm. like the most watched show. Either. I think I think that that's the best indicator of how well a show is doing. Uh, yes, the, I think when, so. I yeah. think so. <laughs> well, I mean, Amanda, you podcast about a bunch good of use shows. of falling or bad use of falling. Five thirty-eight. Oh, I mean, no, this isn't like when 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 one of my shows like reaches an audience, like a larger audience, I can tell. And this is definitely not one of those shows that's reaching a larger audience. But I don't know what the universe, like, I don't know what I don't know what stars needed to see or what like a comedy like this on a network like Stars is is expected to do, like in terms of the upside. I mean, like, this is definitely not Severance or the White Lotus. Like, I can tell that much. 
But right. like, this is not like a Sunday night HBO show. This is like a, like, I don't know what they needed to see. And I don't know what, like, what does stars have that, like, what else do they have? That, like, that's, that's a great question. And so I think maybe it helps them in that respect. Even if it doesn't get viewers, it gets them attention because unless I the think, attention I is think just that's in our bubble. Correct. I, I think that's it. It's like, there. I th- I saw some tweets, like people were, were joking that like, what you said before, all the marketing that uh, oh, congrats to party down on get spending like the next ten years of stars' marketing budget. That like they're just going all out to try to get eyeballs on them because of this show because it's it's getting all this positive buzz from critics. Um, like what more could they have asked for for that? They're going to put it out and critics are going to love it and like no one's going to watch it. Like what did they think was going to happen? It's party down. That yeah, I mean I'm still looking have... at what they, what else they have. They have um, black mafia family. Like, now, all these ads spotting. with these famous actors like. It's like, look, we have Adam Scott here. Right. It's a pre- it's almost a it's prestige a buy. Yeah. Worst case. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, obviously, they're hoping that they get viewers from it. Like, they're not against viewers. Yeah, but I don't think they expected this to be some bonanza. A power book to Ghost. I'm looking at these other Shining Veil. That looks like Courtney Cox. Um, I don't know, like, how popular. Have you heard of any of these shows? I've heard of P-Valley. That they have that. P-Valley, I've heard of. Yes, um, I've heard of that. That's a drama, um, but there's nothing else here that I P like P E A. No, like P the letter dash Valley. Oh, mm. I um, will say that when great. I was much more of a prolific movie watcher, um, there were times where I was watching a movie almost every day and stars was a great subscription because there was like so mm. many movies in their library. that like, it was always like, oh, where's it streaming stars? They had everything that you wanted to watch. Um, so there's a show called that. Gaslit that's apparently starring Julia Roberts. There's like so what? much television being made that's that nobody's crazy. ever going to see. How is how is how is that not a bigger deal? Julia Roberts is on a starring on a TV show. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah Julia Roberts stars as Martha Mitchell, the woman who took on Nixon. Oh, oh, oh wait. No, it's a, there's a documentary. There's also a dramatic show. It's an eight. Mar- it's an eight episode drama series. Well, if it's if it has Julie Roberts, it's not a documentary because she didn't yeah. take down Dixon. No, no, but oh, and well, now I need as far to see as I know. Actually, how did, how did I not know about this? This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, the, the never told story of how Julia Roberts took down Nixon. No, no, but the Martha um, Mitchell. Yeah, so Party Down has a ninety-three percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes for this season, so that's very good. So, like, it's doing what it, the best it could have done. When did when did the show come out? Twenty twenty-two. Oh, we're still on this? Okay. This is no, because because there's this Netflix documentary all about Martha Mitchell that just came out. Wasn't it nominated for an Oscar? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, could be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. happens a lot. Yeah. And then at the exact same time, Julie Roberts, like one of like the most prominent like American actresses of <laughs> mm-hmm. the last 30 years, American sweetheart in a dramatic show about this same person who's nominated for an Oscar documentary. And like it's not mentioned at all. Like that seems crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's also starring Sean Penn. Oh, I repeat everything and, I just and said. And it's on, and it's on stars. And it's on stars. That's wild. Yeah. Bonkers. How is Julia Roberts in a show on stars? Well, no, this is about? what I'm saying. Like, there are like the most famous A-list actors and actresses are in. There's like there's hundreds of these streaming shows. Like a bunch of them are on Apple TV Plus. Like nobody's watching them. They yeah. have like the the biggest like Hollywood talent you could possibly get. 
And it's yeah. just this saturation. This is, this is completely Nobody un- wants to get Apple TV Plus. Like I, like, I, I yell at people in the street, but like it's all insane. the best stuff is on Apple yeah, TV Plus. Yeah. You have to get Apple TV Plus. This, this show is literally called Gaslit. Last night when I was <laughs> do you, telling... Do you feel Gaslit right no, now? No, last, yeah. last night I was telling Jen about the Martha Mitchell documentary, and I was saying to her, like, she was like the person who was Gaslit, like, before it was a term. Oh, it's literally the name of the show. How did goodness. I not? Like, it's insane. Like... I don't the know. existence I mean, of this show is gaslighting. I just you don't right understand now. who's more in the market for this than me, and I don't understand how I have no awareness. Like how bad are because it's on stars. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody's watching stars. I'm podcasting about a star show. I'm watching once a week. This is craziness. <laughs> well, you know what? Payback's a bitch. Uh, party down, stars yeah. Twitter account. This, you don't follow it... us. We don't follow you. <laughs> is this going to become? Is this going to become a gaslit podcast next? Do you think? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Don't I'm going to. So. Uh, will you watch? Well. Uh, how about this? I'll watch one episode. If I would want to do it, would you watch one episode to try it out? If I'm willing to watch one episode of the show. I don't think this is going to be a good show to podcast about. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. Julie, I didn't know Sean Penn and Julie Roberts were in it until two minutes ago. Well, that's a very good reason not to podcast about it. Maybe that's a very good reason why. I don't understand. We need to bring it to the world. Like, just because other people haven't heard of it doesn't mean it's not good. Maybe you're the one who's... Yeah, you're well, the, you're the handle. That's often how things of, work. Uh, Bill Cosby being a disgusting rapist. Yeah, that sure. that information was out there for a long time. Everybody pretended uh, not to like know about it. So we're gonna like, we're hey, gonna surface this. this uh, so we're gonna surface yeah, that. Not, this show not is to compare this show to like a serial rapist, but uh huh. No, not to compare. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, speaking of comparing, the fucking uh-huh. asshole, according to Jim Crumbly, mm-hmm. is uh, Stuart Glubert. Mm. What a perfect name for such a twerp. Uh, twerp <laughs> is a very good word to describe Stuart Glubert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amanda, you have a fucking asshole for us this week. Yeah, I mean, like, Stewart is a really good candidate here. I mean, I guess it's like the question of is, like, is there any daylight between Stewart and Dermot? Are they both on the same plane of fucking assholes, or does like does Dermot get an extra demerit? for being a Nazi is Stuart is bad because he's platforming Nazis. Um, ultimately, I guess like, it's hard to say, I guess this is what the AV club article was saying. It's like hard to give a Nazi any points for redeeming qualities. (laughs) So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to make Dermot the fucking asshole, even though uh, Nick Offerman's performance was really fun in this. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think Dermot is clearly much worse for two key reasons. One, he is just like literally a Nazi, and Stewart is like Nazi adjacent, but like overtly being like, we need to like downplay the Nazi thing. He's against the Nazis, which is downplay better. the Nazi thing so we can reach more people with our sure. message of like white nationalism. But that's, like, but that's better that than being, I, uh, yeah, I, we're Nazis. I, it's I don't know. It's hard. That's hard to say. Also, um, Dermot is like a, a, an adult, he's a grown up. Like, mm-hmm. what's this other guy's been married I mean, and divorced? He's not a kid. I guess what? that's true. Like, right. In my head, he's like 19. No, like, he his just seems minimum, like such a little punk. Minimum age, minimum age yeah, is like 22. Minimum. Okay. He's, he's I feel like college, he's actually like 26. He's been married and divorced. Let's see. Yeah, so he's, you're right. He's older than I, than I thought. Not that yeah. that means yeah. Well, he's, I'm sure, yeah, he's going to be like in his 30s, probably. That's how it's always yeah. is. Um, 32 years old. There you go. Um, but yeah, so I give him I give him less uh, less grief for that too because if he's if he's like 20 but yeah he's I we all had yeah. our are nazi phase di- <laughs> he's <laughs> not a nazi the other guy's a yeah. nazi uh-huh yeah he's just good. hosting and putting on a symposium also very bad agreed agreed platforms nazis 
Yeah. Well, also, he's going through a hard time. He's divorced. Look, mm-hmm. Henry's bad. He's bad. They're both all, they're all very bad. Yes. Um, bad people all around. No, nah, kidding around. Yes, Nazis are bad. Uh, episode one, perfectly aligned with your, your daughter will tell you all about it. This episode aligns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'll tell me it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then we had we oh, we had those annoying. We had to have like the talk. We had to like explain the whole thing to her. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've been dreading this. Uh, you know, tell you about the whole you know yeah. try to kill our people thing. It's yeah. not great. Um, anyway, way, um, Jim, uh, I, yeah. I have to self-report myself here. Uh, yes, please. Amanda was just saying people who are platforming uh, people adjacent to Nazis are all bad. So I mentioned on the podcast last oh. week that, that I um, <laughs> you hosted I, a symposium with yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. No, so <laughs> w- w- one of the people um, uh, on the symposium was, uh, you know, r- rather anti-immigrant. And so I just looked him up on Wikipedia to say, oh, what has he been doing since uh, 2009? And um, much less bad than I was afraid it was going to be, honestly. Oh, that's um, right. During the 2016 presidential election with regard to the building of a wall and mass deportation directly aligned with the Minuteman Project's missions, Gilchrist stated that he felt his goals were reaffirmed. He supported Ted Cruz for president, who openly criticized Barack Obama's policy. That's the end. It doesn't go past Ted Cruz. So not great, but, uh, you know, considering where the... <laughs> you should look at the revisions on the Wikipedia page and then you'll see the really oh, bad stuff. Some stuff <laughs> taken away? Is that how it works? Know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got okay. nothing on here post 2016. So uh, okay, feeling hard times starting here. <laughs> anyway, um, I am not Nazi Jason. Yeah, so he- oh, I I am Nazi Jason. Actually, did you guys <laughs> did you guys see that thing on Twitter? How many handshakes does it take to get from you to Hitler? Oh, I know. I, I, I got did people. It. Oh, people that Hitler have hit. Oh, this is you yes. could like look this up. I got four. I got. How four. do you do what does that? You mean? How do you, how do you, uh, how do they know who you are? No, no, no. you do it for yourself. How do, okay, so explain this to me. Okay, I, don't I shook. It, 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 it's basically like the, it's basically like the like Kevin Bacon. I shook hands with Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Okay. Oh, oh so you have to. Oh, so you have to do your own homework here. Yeah, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Well, everybody's. If you if you're connected to the Queen of England, that's how you get there in two steps. Okay. So uh-huh. Jonathan Sachs shook hands with, with Queen Elizabeth II. Right. Uh huh. And we all II. know. And we all know how close we are to the Queen of England. Like I have no idea. No. No, no, no but if, if you've ever shaken hands with a, with a moderately mm-hmm. like even like semi-famous person in England, eventually they yeah. shake hands with the queen because yeah. so because he was a knight or he was a lord or whatever it's called. Yeah, He's my mom has shook hands with Bill Clinton. So, OK, so 100 yeah. percent. So you're also four steps removed from Hitler because Bill Clinton definitely shook hands with <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II. Queen Elizabeth II shook hands with her uncle, who shook hands with Hitler. All in photographs. There's photographs of all of those handshakes. Wow. I didn't realize this was a thing that you would that you do the like the, We're what, the all order of succession. Travelers. Of, of yes. Who, 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 who among us has not shook hands with? Yeah. Like, there's a list of people who shook hands with Hitler, and then like the internet cross references this. No, it was just a, it was just a meme on Twitter like last week. Yeah. I never heard of it. Okay. Um, Did they oh, by the way, you got to make an week. app of where you like put your hand up to the screen and then it like tells you how many. Yeah, hands now that Dr. Amanda mentioned Clinton, I realized I don't need to go to Rabbi Sachs because I also like. I have Barack Obama and he shook hands with the queen, obviously. And I, I have a photo. I have photos of all those of handshakes also. Wow. Um, I have Mitt Romney. So there you go. Um, <laughs> did Mitt Romney shake hands with the queen? Maybe not, actually. But Obama definitely did. I don't know. But he uh, shook hands with some, with, with uh, Barack Obama, who shook hands with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Av, you're at worst five steps removed from Hitler. Okay. Yeah. I shook hands <laughs> with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, okay. uh, I mean, if you haven't shaken hands with anyone else who shook hands with the Queen, you at least shook hands with me. So. 
not to my knowledge, Everybody, but I've never done this analysis before. Yeah. Everybody write in. I, and this tell is like us when Mickey Mantle. How many handshakes from Hitler you are? Well, the only way you could be, uh, I think, better is if you shook hands with Queen Elizabeth yourself. Mm-hmm. Which, if we have a listener, this was like when Mickey Mantle yeah. said that if he knew that, like, um, like 30, 30 seasons were going to be a thing, he would have just done more 30, 30 seasons. Um, so, like, if I knew that, like, my my goal was supposed to be, I was supposed to, like, get closer in the order of succession of handshakes to Hitler, I would have been working on this. But, like, this is bullshit that you're telling me after, like, oh, like, you okay. win this game. I didn't know that okay. we were playing this game of trying to handshake. So, hold on. So, hold on. Hitler. Dr. Jen has removed her headphones and is now listening to at least uh-huh. one third of this podcast. Uh-huh. And she's uh-huh. chiming in. She's challenging the validity of the entire meme. Uh-huh. Oh, she okay. says, the queen does not shake hands with anyone. You do not shake oh. hands with the queen. You do not touch her. She's oh. royalty. We're all low. So wait, what about, but what about for lords and stuff like that? She knights them with a sword. No, he's not. Rabbi Sachs wasn't a knight. He was a lord. A okay. Okay. So. Does the queen touch people? I found, I found a. Uh... I found a source for this, so I'm. I, have the, I already disabled my ad blocker. Continue to say. <laughs> All right. Um. So, does Queen Elizabeth allow handshake? I have pictures of her shaking hands with everybody. Jed, look, she shook hands with everybody. Donald Trump. Oh, handshake. fake news. Yeah. Oh, she even shake look, Donald Trump. That she'll look, shake anyone. There's, there's tons of pictures. She's shaking hands with this guy and this. Come look. Is your eyes open? Yeah. Look at the screen. There's a lot of handshaking going on here. Uh, the Pope. A bunch of. But oh, she allows she allows open. handshakes under one condition. Scroll, mm. scroll, scroll. Loves here shaking hands with Obama. There we go. I got my four steps documented, Jen. Okay. Oh, she she's only she's the only one who's allowed to initiate the handshake. Oh, okay. She's showing again. Got yes. it. Yes, that's fine. So it's like it's like Akashverosh. Like if she if she if she puts out like the scepter, you can shake hands. Yes. Ah, a good perm tie in there. That's right. Um. Can I complain yeah, so about the Jewish to... calendar for a second to these two Jews? Please. Sure. There's two. There's not enough time. There's not enough time between Purim and Pesach and Passover because those are like two of the for like if you have kids like in like Jewish day mm-hmm. school or Jewish preschool learning this stuff. Like yeah. those are two prime ones. And then so they're all like focused on, on Purim. And then you got a quick turnaround to Passover and there's not enough time to like tell them all the stuff you need to tell them. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a big problem we, in we general with the scheduling of the holidays. We just this year, so <laughs> both of my kids are yeah, out get of past uh, for more time now. to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Smart move. Perm is terrible <laughs> yeah. when you're an adult. It's just like, oh, it's annoying. Uh, to, well, like, my the last... The house gets filled with candy. The last thing that we did before the pandemic was go to a Perm carnival. Right. That was like yeah. the very yes, last thing that correct. we did. And yeah. I remember like people were like already like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't shake hands yeah. or like doing right. the thing. And we're just oh, like, are you washing, all, you're washing your hands. Meanwhile, like the kids are like, like, like doing those games, like and touching a million things and sharing, right. you know, like beanbag toss and everything. And um, yeah, that was the very last thing that that was like the last public thing that we did. And I was like, wow, I'm never going to do anything social again. That was it. It was the Burham Carnival. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah, it was funny when we thought we were just going to wash our hands out of that whole thing. Yeah, if you just uh, sing ABCs work. while That's you right. wash your hands. And we're done. Okay. It'll, be gone in, yeah. it'll be gone in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just wash your heads a little bit better. Yeah, so Jim Crumbly uh, continues to write. He says, episode one perfectly aligned with your expertise in M&A law. And this episode aligned with your experience pontificating about Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that the, I think, the, you know, we, the combination of the MLA law and the Hitler kind of like is my take on Stuart because it's like Stuart sucks. But like 
he will respond to incentive structures in a way mm-hmm. that Dermot is just like, fuck it, I'm a Nazi. Like, mm-hmm. so that moderates people. Well, this, yeah, this, Ab, you've made this, you know, to get even more political here, you've made this uh, point to me about like uh, Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump. And I think I think you're yeah, you Donald, Donald Santos is evil and an asshole, but he's not like literally insane. So like I'd rather <laughs> yeah. someone you who's can't not reason insane. with ideological purity. And just like but like one guy is like literally a crazy person yeah. who's like should be on meds and locked up because they're just a crazy right. person. Lock him up. The other oh, one has very up. shitty opinions. <laughs> right. Lock him up. Chance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's like li- actually I mean, we, a crazy yeah, yeah, person. Yes. The other guy sucks and he has very bad views and bad politics. So and you're I don't a Ron like DeSantis like, supporter. Ah, okay. Not a supporter. Exactly. <laughs> right. I said he sucks and I don't like him, but he's evil. He's just not literally crazy. Why did you make the maximum allowable donation to him in this past? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've already done that. Well, you know, you need to. I, I technically I looked into it. You have to <laughs> wait till he okay. announces. So I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. Good. But very good way to. For, for some reason, my dad had this like. For some reason, my dad had this very annoying um, during the 2004 election, this very annoying like uh, devil's advocate argument. He was constantly doing with me in the run up to the election about why one should support uh, Bush and Cheney over Kerry and Edwards. And I knew he was being disingenuous. I knew he didn't mean it, but he was riling me up, as many people do with me, actually, like in various WhatsApp chats. Let's get Chester going. Um, And then I was home visiting him um, sometime in the fall for like whatever the holidays were. And he literally had in the mail a large signed picture of John Kerry and John Edwards thanking him for the campaign donation. And I'm like, what is this doing here? And he's like, oh, I have no idea. I have no idea why they said that. I don't know what to do here. Was a mistake. I'm like, <laughs> they just said that to people. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. I'm sure it was printed. It wasn't. I'm not saying he was. It was just a printed thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he made some amount of donations to get that. It was so annoying. You're like refused to acknowledge. He's like, I have no idea. They just send that to everybody. Like, it says to Jerry Chester. Like, what? Anyway. Does he make donations to everybody so he's got an in no matter yeah. who I don't wins. even think he makes political donations at all, generally speaking. So um maybe he's just bribing both sides. Yeah. Nah, that's what yeah. If, you're, if you're smart, that's what you do. Don't just yeah. why would you oh, throw yes, all your eggs in with one basket of all these corrupt assholes? Like I'm gonna look everyone. him up right now. You know how you can like look people's up. That's up. why Ron is that's why uh Av is donating to Ron to see <laughs> That's right. We need a fresh face, someone who's really gonna turn things around. He's a real outsider. Uh, he's going to stop all the CRT and the woke and, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that's ruining everything. It has gone too far, um, hasn't it? It has. It's Everything's too far and too little, and mm-hmm. I don't even know. It's hard to tell from day to day. So Jim wants to know, what events do we think will show up in episode five that are right in your wheelhouses? Because he gives us a list of ten ideas. This is an excellent email from Jim. Um, Wait, episode five? So this is the theory that it skips an episode. Did he say uh, yes, episode five? Right. Okay, the theory right. is that because you knew episode right. one, but not episode two, and then you have expertise for episode three, Correct. but it's going to skip episode four. Episode and now four, we're we'll know nothing. Epi- we'll okay, know nothing. all right. So episode five is going to be back in our wheelhouse. He mm-hmm. says, num- number 10, a youth football league banquet. Number nine, a Razzie's post-ceremony party. That I would love. I'm <laughs> for that. Eight, well, we a there's no such thing as a, a Razzie's actual uh, event, right? That's what I've heard. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it was like a one-time thing. Maybe they did it, and since then they just like announced it. it's like a press release. Um, a very mean press release, I would say, but nonetheless, I guess they're still doing it. Um, about mitzvah with the Captain Marvel theme. It's kind of yeah. I'm surprised the Razzies isn't canceled. That's like very bullying, right? Here's the people that sucked the most in movies this year. Uh, they've never okay they've never done a bar or bat mitzvah at Party Down before. That's true. Yeah, That's true. They, we had a curb bat mitzvah. Uh huh. They had like a sweet a sixteen, down. but they didn't have a a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Um, Shot Shot Real Smooth was a very great uh, bar mitzvah movie this year. 
for those uh, who want to check out the, the much-growing Bar Mitzvah movie mm. uh, genre. Next, he has an album release for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a regional <laughs> Excel tournament, um, working at a restaurant for an episode of the next season of The Rehearsal. Oh. Um, number that four would be great is, crossover. Number four is a Seinfeld fans convention. Number three. But that would be, I mean, that, there's no way that could happen, but that would be, we would have heard about it. It would, it would be too You would have been invited. To contain it. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, yeah, we would have been in on it. Um, number three is a seltzer tasting, um, in for that as well. Number two, a Curb Your Enthusiasm rap party. I mean, that's just a little bit too on the nose, Jim, I think. Um, and number one, a Vikings versus Jets Super Bowl party. Oh, okay. Um, I'm here for that. That would certainly be something. That would certainly <laughs> be something. Although that would be bizarre if, like, there was a joint party between the Jets fans and the Giants and the Vikings fans for the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. like we would, me and you wouldn't have a party together if they were in the Super Bowl. Well, I well, especially after I know I you just did that with Giants fans because you're an idiot. Terrible. But then, like, it you had yeah, but then terrible. you had to like lock yourself in a room to be. It was away very from unpleasant. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was very easy to see coming. <laughs> well, I guess I uh, had different expectations for the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean so of these i would say the bot mitzvah is, is you know the most likely yeah um, yeah the rest are kind of um youth football i guess could happen um excel tournament i don't think is a thing um <laughs> but that would certainly be a funny episode um yeah the rest are obviously oh it's sel yeah seltzer tasting that's not going to be a thing either uh sel a seltzer tournament uh <laughs> we have 97 flavors of subtly yeah. different seltzer here to taste um, I'm in for that, by the way. You could do, I think you could do a seltzer. You could do get like a seltzer bracket. You could get 64 different seltzers. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. all the different companies. All the so different like, flavors, you know. all the different, like there's different bubble yeah. size. Yeah. You could do a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. You could do a one. You could do yeah, it two years in a row. Seltzer. Yeah. Are you doing flavors or are you doing uh brands? I think you do both. a mix. I think you do like, you do you, yeah, brands and flavors. Mm. You have an entire quadrant of raspberry lime. Then you have mm. a separate quadrant wow. of cranberry lime. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you have the black cherry over here. You know, you got to do all the different flavors. I you think you're giving away eyes. your brands with those flavors. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Very, yeah. I'm very into the berries. That's true. Mm -hmm. You busted me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't like any of the, I don't like the orange or the vanilla. I don't like any of that stuff. Oh, I, I actually, like the orange. Is it is it Polar who has the orange creamsicle one, the orange vanilla one? I love that. Oh, one. maybe that sounds mm. good. Orange, the orange creamsicle vanilla. won the won the soda tournament. I know. Right? I was yeah, well, I was there. You, yeah. I might I might have. Uh, you were the driving. Yeah. You were a driving voter. There. <laughs> yeah, I voted for the creamsicle. Um, it was very good. It aged very well too. No, I I I, I like I, I and maybe I'll be called a fake uh, seltzer lover for this because mm. I like the. I like Pellegrino, which is has less um, carbonation than other seltzers. Yeah. And in is, that the, is that a seltzer technically or is that a sparkling water, mineral yeah. water? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where, how these categories are. <laughs> I don't know how official have... any of these categories are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I like the plain one, but they also have they have a, a tangerine and wild strawberry. They have oh, a dark uh -huh. Morello cherry. And oh, yeah. Granite. I've seen these fancy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're fancy names, but the price is the same. It's like Polar. it's wild how quickly seltzer went from seltzer is this just plain thing with bubbles in it to there's a million types of seltzers. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, yeah, it used to so be yeah. that like my grandfather was the only person I knew that drank seltzer, and now it's like the trendiest drink. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's like grandma. You know, they make the same thing, but they also add like different flavors of sugar <laughs> to it, and it's a million times better. You should drink soda. There's no sugar. Cause yeah, then it's just soda. 
There's no calories. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Av I'm was saying, inventing like, soda. Until recently, uh, 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 <laughs> everyone was just drinking soda because it, it tastes much better. And then I yeah, guess yeah, everyone uh, realized okay, kind of yeah, at the same sorry. time that it's hard. No, you don't have to explain you, the and, joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all. I'm all right. Just, I'm just an idiot here. Delete, the, delete the whole podcast. It's all ruined. Yeah. Okay. Should we go to Zach Brooks? Yeah. Yes. Zach Brooks says, I thought the episode started really strong, but wore on me as it went on. The more dramatic stuff just didn't work that well. Evie was going to be my come with gal, but I don't understand anything she did after dropping off the keys. <laughs> it was nice to get a tease of the are having, are we having fun yet? ad. I wonder if we'll ever see the actual commercial. Um, I think yes at this point. Like they're just like leaning so heavily oh. into it that it would be weird not to. I think I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll see it. I feel like that's all no. we're gonna get was the audio. I really liked how they incorporated that. The are we having fun yet thing yeah. is a is a meme now. Like and that just looked like the perfect kind of like <laughs> nonsense like meme that's just gone through the bowels of social media and become this like completely different thing. Um, I really like that. Like I I did feel like that was the payoff of the are we having fun yet that we've heard it so many times and then they were going to just like give us the audio of the commercial like for the first like I don't feel like we need more like do you, I don't know oh I don't think we need more frankly like I'm kind yeah. of like I'm kind, of kind of over the whole thing to begin with I was I'm so surprised by how much they've been going back to the well on it in the reboot. and this could be the end like this could be the send-off yeah. of the are we having fun yet yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. I kind of just figure it's gonna keep coming back, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'm I'm perfectly happy to be wrong. Um, he asks, um, I wonder what pizza stood for besides for looking like pizza. Um, I guess <laughs> it's probably, uh, policy pro, pro ideas. It's like it, it said it. It's policy ideas to action. P I two A. Well, that sounds harmless enough. Yeah, that um, makes no that makes no sense. <laughs> he says uh the come with guy. Usually usually your no sense acronyms is because is you're forcing it into a word or a pun. Yeah, right? like it and then yeah. and then he said right. that he didn't want it to look like pizza, but it was yeah. an unfortunate <laughs> font choice. Yeah. Um yeah, he needed a serif font because that's what distinguishes the one from the I, the serif. Well, I yeah. guess it's good that the Nazis are not that smart. It definitely helps. Um, he says the come with guy is the actor who played Stewart. He was perfect as that character. The fucking asshole is the Nazis. Uh, very fair. Good, good choice. Uh, he says the episode is three and a half parties. Um, okay, that's the end of our postman. All right, what All right. else have we got? Well, next week, well, we will have an episode, and Amanda will have an episode, on, mm -hmm. on KSGY95 Prize Winners Luau. Amanda, have you ever attended a luau? <laughs> I do not think I have ever, I don't think I've ever attended a luau. I feel, it seems like such a ubiquitous party theme, like that's been like television shows a lot, that I almost right. feel like I should have experience with it, but I can't call anything specific to mind have either of you attended a luau i have been to a luau um when i was in hawaii I went, we went to a luau mm. it was like one of our like uh mm -hmm. dinner nights although i will say the uh, the you know the, the the world of foods that were open to me at the luau i think uh probably watered down my luau significant mm. uh, experience significantly um because we only really just like ate fish and rice and beans and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so you didn't you eat know. that giant pig 
<laughs> we did not. So, you know, that uh, kind of limits your mm-hmm. ability to enjoy yeah. a luau, I'm guessing. Yeah. No swine butter either, which... Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, Dermot, I'm not, I Dermot know, really I enjoyed the swine butter. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's been your general take on uh, Lucy and Swanson, our two newbies? Oh, at Saxon, um, I thought Saxon this was, and Lucy. Yeah, yeah. this was yeah. a great episode for Lucy. I thought she was so funny in this episode. I really like her character. I think that she brings this really funny energy. I like how she and Ron are always at odds. Um, yeah, and I think Saxon is really funny too. I think they're both really smart additions to the cast. Like you definitely needed some younger people like some more diversity like it would not ring true for everybody working at a catering company to be in their 40s um and older so like it was good for them to bring in some younger actors um and i like the idea that we have like the social media influencer now to sort of represent how entertainment industry has changed and how media has changed and then um i think like party down never really had a chef or anybody who seemed to know anything about food. So it's fun to have that perspective represented too. I don't think her food tastes good though. Like I think you, no, it certainly doesn't. I don't think it does. Like I, there was like some argument about whether her food like tastes so good. And that's why Nick Offerman, like Dermot likes it. But um, But why does nobody else like it then? Yeah, no, I like, think he people just might has a not weird, be sophisticated. A weird, like it, but... it, it, it's like he has this weird like Third Reich palette of like like, <laughs> like you right. know it's like every like granite and grass like there's some like there's some ethos behind like the appeal of the food for some reason to him. Well, that's her whole stick, right? That the food is supposed to have some sort of messaging. So maybe she's yes. giving up some like anti-Semitic, uh, you oh, know, no. hidden messages. In I don't her, know. Not Lucy. That's not what she meant. Not Lucy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. it, could be, it could be unintentional. Mm-hmm. Lucy Lucy could uh, work at the restaurant. It could be menu, subliminal. Though. Yes. It definitely gives the menu kind of vibes. Yeah. Lucy might need to adapt her uh, culinary style to uh, her current situation mm-hmm. a little bit. Shapes and stuff. Shapes and stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Very good. Um, this was been was super fun. Anything else you want to tell us before we uh, conclude? Um, y'all, just if you uh, want to hear more Party Down, uh, check out the podcast on Post Show Recaps. And you can follow me on Twitter where I'm at Dr. Amanda R. All right. Very good. Uh, This was super fun. Alex, anything else you have for us before we sign off? No, we will be back later this week with episode four. And so will Amanda, but probably on separate podcasts next week, right? Most likely. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. All All right. right. Very good. Good night, all. Bye bye.